Welcome to the MetaZen Cabinet, where we get experimental about exploring your potential so you can discover your own values, the manner in which you're here to serve, and align yourself with the only certifiable rescue team you can rely on, yourself. Episode 48, Tying Up Loose Ends. What's up, Moonbeams? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to episode 48, Tying Up Loose Ends. In this episode, we will be talking about how it's important to tie up loose ends and finish what you start. You know, so many of us, we start so many things, but it's so many things that we don't finish. And I know by example, about a couple years or so back, I was a major procrastinator. I still procrastinate sometimes, but I had to find out what worked for me and I had to get to a place where I decided I'm only going to do things that are worth my time and that are major to me so that can help ensure me finishing when I start. So we're going to get into that today a little bit more. Uh, if you're new to this podcast, salutations, what's up, happy Wednesday, I hope you're doing well, and I am so glad and grateful that you are here. And if you're coming back for another episode, what's up, guys, we almost in the weekend, I know that you've been going through some things, but you're doing better now, you're still losing weight, your clothes are fitting better, you're looking better, your skin looking better, you're feeling better, and all those good things. In the first segment, we're going to be talking about finishing what you start. In the second segment, we're going to be talking about a closer's mindset. And in the third segment, we're going to talk about making space for something new. My intention for this episode is to challenge you and inspire you to take more action, to finish what you start. Start small if you have to, but do something and create a plan to finish what you start. You know, be aware of what may get in your way. But whatever you do, don't take no for an answer and see it all the way through. Something magical happens. Confidence builds when you say you're going to do something and you see yourself completed. So let's jump into that and get it started. Lego. Zig Ziglar said, much about success is just a result of simply the ability to follow up, follow through, and finish what we started. This quote reminds me a lot of an experience I had with a relative, you know, when I was younger. And, you know, the issue that I had with this relative was that there was just such and the inability to follow through, to follow up, you know, we hang out, you know, I call you when I get home or when it's time or we're going to go out somewhere, you know, we're going to go to the show or we're going to go to the movies or we're going to go to the mall, we go out to eat and I'll pick you up or I'll be at your house at this point and that point. And there was always fallout because 
You don't get there when you said you was going to be there. You don't do the thing you said you were going to do. And it was just always a lack of inconsistency in what you said you were going to do and not following up with your actions. And it was something to see because in me expressing this frustration and aggravation, I could tell that this relative just couldn't connect what it was that I was trying to express or they just didn't think that it was that deep. But it really, you know, as much as it annoyed me then, you know, now I really think about it and express to me the importance of following up and following through. When it comes to the things that we do in our lives, we don't have a lot of success and we're not where we're supposed to be or want to be because there's not a lot of follow up or follow through. Whether we're looking for a job, whether we're looking to start a new business, whether we're trying to commit to a diet or a workout regime, there's not a lot of follow-up or follow-through. And, you know, it's taking the podcast mostly to teach me that when you say you're going to do something and you commit to it and you see it all the way through and you do that consistently, you can build confidence in you start learning, start learning that you can trust yourself. You can trust the decisions that you make. You can trust the things that come out of your mouth because so often we say things, we don't mean them, we don't do them, we don't follow up. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the doctor or I'll be there and we don't go. And, you know, we have so much irritation with ourselves because we don't trust ourselves. We have so much irritation with the people because we don't trust people. And following up and finishing what you start is about trusting yourself, trusting that you mean what you said, trusting that you set a goal and that you're going to jump into it and see it all the way through. Whether it's successful or you don't get the result that you want. And many times we can be scared to see things through a finish when we start or even get started to begin with because we're scared that we don't have the goods. We're scared that we're gonna fail. We're scared that we don't know everything we need to know. We don't have all of our questions answered. We don't have all of the uh, the pieces we need to satisfy the situation, to guarantee certainty and success in the outcome. And sometimes life is about, most times life is about building the skills and gathering the missing pieces while you're taking action because you'll learn if you have an algorithm that you could like your brain is like a computer and you can make upgrades to your brain anytime you want there'll be something maybe many things you don't know how to do but as you do them more and more your brain is monitoring all the activity and is priming and optimizing your brain to learn everything you can learn in that moment and optimize your brain to be better at it the next time. And the more you do it, it'll, it'll gather more insights and train the neurons and the cells in your brain to fire and wire together. And you'll find yourself becoming more optimized and more the thing that you're doing will become more familiar. As it becomes more familiar, you'll build more confidence in being able to perform it. But that takes patience, that takes time, and that takes a willingness to get started. That takes a willingness willingness to just keep going at it, to be consistent. Mike Mill said, there's some things that you learn as you're shooting and as you're editing that are key. Because when you start, you don't have the brain that can finish it. You don't really know what it is, and that's the key job. Figuring out what you actually have. 
not what you're dreaming of having. And I feel like most of us, we have that experience on a day-to-day basis, whether we're raising children, maintaining a home, working at a job, starting a business or maintaining a business. When you go into that thing, you might have an idea too about what you may be good at or what skills or natural talent you have that can, you know, help you be okay in this position. But in terms of sustaining and carrying this thing out for, you know, a longer period of time, you can't really be sure of that. But what you can be sure of is that the longer you spend doing that thing, the more you will learn about it. You may get to McDonald's and start working the drive-through. And to you, you're new to working in fast food or restaurants and working the drive-through, but you know that you're good at talking to people. You know that you're good at standing up on your feet for hours at a time because you're in good shape. But maybe you don't know how to adhere to certain systems when it comes to how you take orders at the window. Or maybe you're not aware of abiding by a script when you're take, uh, talking to people at, at the window. Maybe you're not as comfortable being a team player when it comes to delivering food through the window when you're working with your team, your coworkers. But these are things that you will learn. You probably feel a little discomfort and not knowing them right off top, but as you commit and see that thing through each shift you finish, you'll start to feel more confident about what it is you're doing. It may not come all right away, but as you get, maybe after the second month, you have this thing. You don't need no one to stand by or check on you. You can do that thing confidently. And we have to take that kind of same kind of attitude, the same kind of approach to our goals, to our aspirations, to our dreams. Maybe you want to start a business. Maybe you want to really take your music career on the road, on the road. but all you know is that you know how to sing and perform live, but you don't know much about the business. Maybe you don't know much about actually calling and booking shows with different venues. All I can tell you is that that's something that you'll learn as you do it, if you get started. And the more you do it, the more you'll learn. But if you get started and don't see it through, then you'll always wonder. You will have a life full of regrets. You'll see everybody passing by. You want to know what you're doing wrong, and you'll be tempted to blame everyone but yourself. But get this, you are the key to your success. Success isn't something that you can change. Success isn't just something that's going to just drop in your lap. You yourself actually have to be success. You actually have to become a success for success to seek you. It's the same way with money. You know, the world will have you think that you're supposed to chase money and chase the bag. But when you become a walking abundance, walking wealth, Money will know its place and money will be attracted to you as opposed to you trying to attract money. Money will find you appealing. Money will want to stick by you and be with and near you. It's taken a lot of work and experience, but I've had to learn this firsthand that a lot of the best things in life, most things really, we don't have to chase. Those things will chase us if we finish where we start, if we see things through, if we follow up, if we follow through, if we're willing to scrape our elbows and knees, if we're willing to get wrong, if we're willing to change our expectations or change our goals on the spot sometimes. 
Salman Rushdie said, I must finish what I've started, even if inevitably what I've finished turns out not to be what I began. I used to have a really bad habit of starting lots of jobs, you know, big and small, temp agencies, the whole shabam. I had a habit of starting jobs and quitting within maybe a day or sometimes a few hours or sometimes within that week because I work a few days and I realize this, is, this isn't for me. And I used to have moments sometimes where I felt like maybe you should have stayed, maybe you should have saw that through. And I have no regrets because I feel like there's that thing in me that lets me know you're not supposed to be here. This doesn't align with who you are. But on the inside, it also still made me feel like a quitter. And like I ran away from lots of things because I didn't want to waste my time. And I didn't want to waste my time on anything that didn't feel like it was for me. But at the same time, I was also ingrained in me that thing of, follow, uh, of not following through and running away. I think about college and going to college and not going all the way through. Being there for what, almost three years? and not finishing, you know, because school got expensive and there was lots of extenuating circumstances, but not seeing it through. Always imagining myself walking across the stage and just wondering what life could have been like if I would have followed up, followed through, and saw it all the way through. I know now that I wasn't supposed to do that, but the energy that I draw from that experience, I put into everything else that I do because I told you I've suffered from procrastination a great deal. And I've learned that getting started can be as easy as you want it to be. But you have to be about the business of having the closer's mindset. When I say a closer's mindset, someone that's willing to close the deal. Someone that's willing to do the whole thing from start to finish. I think about all the years I spent working in recruiting, doing full cycle recruiting, everything from the beginning of the uh, experience, AKA doing the phone interview or face-to-face -face interview, screening resumes, background checks, all the way to the end where we, you know, do the offer letter. I send you the offer letter and offer the position and, you know, get you set up with your I-9 and just the whole shabam. And seeing myself do that, go through that process and work constantly with other people, I've learned that I can also bring that kind of structure and continuity into my life and into my goals. And when it came down to the things that I do, I can break those things down into a beginning, middle, and end and, you know, get more things done. When you see yourself getting more and more things done, when you see yourself finishing things up, following things through, going all the way to the end and being present, that thing builds major confidence. Jim Rohn says, you can have more than you got when you're willing to become more than what you are. And it took me being real with myself and introspective and understanding that life is always a series of seasons. When it comes to our goals, our dreams, and things that we want to happen in our life, every goal, every single dream has its own ecosystem, its own season, a series of seasons. And if you you can get started, but if you you know you can get started in spring, but if you're not willing to survive spring, summer, 
fall and winter, then you're never going to be around for the birthdays. You're never going to be around for when the crops start to come up, when the things start to grow, and when the harvest sets in, and it's time to enjoy the fruits of your labor, the fruits of your hard work, and the fruits of your perseverance and consistency. Peter Hollins has a book called Finish What You Start, where he gives you a lot of different tips and interesting psychology about why you may not finish, why you may struggle with finishing what you start or following up or following through. That may be something that you may need to check out, but you must understand that without that stand power, you're not going to be around for the good things. You're not going to see anything major happen because you're going to stop before it finishes. You're going to stop before it manifests. Marshall Falk said, if you're going to start something, if it's worth starting, then it's worth finishing. That's what I live by. I think about people like Oprah Winfrey and her starting the own network and her talking about how everyone, all of her family, all of her friends, everyone was just so adamant about the fact that with her doing that, she was going to fail. You know, when she did her syndicate deal and, you know, she was going to fail and it just wasn't going to work and it was going to go wrong and a black woman was going to be capable of doing something like that. And when she had success, you know, they told her it was going to take a while for her to start making money. And she started making money with this network. She started making major moves, you know, the first or second month in. And all of them watched her do it. And she had to persist past all that self-doubt. She had to take action, follow up and follow through, despite what risk were being taken, despite how much money was being put into them, despite the fact that it going wrong could possibly ruin her. She had to take a massive risk and she had to put herself out there. She had to find something that was worth starting and something that was equally worth finishing. And when I think about that, that comes back to us and just like always, most times I feel like we don't know what we want. And it's hard to start or stick with things because we're doing things for reasons that are usually not ours. Probably for our friends, probably for our parents, our siblings, you know, whoever, people just advising us what we should be doing, what we should be giving our time to, giving our lives to, what we may be good at and what we excel at. And all that is sweet, I'm sure. But you have to know what matters to you. You have to understand what makes you work. You have to understand what you're willing to pay the price for, what you're willing to accumulate value for, what you're willing to sacrifice for. What's worth finishing in your eyes? Is he going back to school to get your GED? Is he going back to school to finish your bachelor's or associate's? Is it going back to school to get your hair certificate or hair degree? Have you been invited to go on a tour to share your music, but you feel like maybe a lot of the artists on the tour probably aren't beat yet like yourself, so maybe the tour won't amount to much or make any splash? See it through. You never know what opportunities or experiences can be waiting on the other side of that risk or that risk taking or you following up and seeing that thing through. But you have to take procrastination out of the equation. Gary Ryan Blair said, Finishing strong is an everyday occurrence as there will never be a race, goal, day, quarter, or year that does not come to an end. 
This means strong is not an act, it's a habit. Meaning when you get yourself in a place where you can autonomously follow up and finish and do what you say you're gonna do and finish what you start, meet your deadlines, you know, all of those things and make those things habitual, you will install those things in your being. And that will help certify and guarantee your success because most of success is showing up and continuing to show up. Show whether it's showing up to the gym for the body that you want. You know, again, that thing of thinking we're going to have to be able to balance being comfortable with showing up with consistency and perseverance and sticking with it. It just doesn't happen that way. Most times those things take a back seat and you just have to do the work. The difference between the poor and the rich, the difference between the successful and unsuccessful, the happy and the unhappy, the miserable and the joyful, the dysfunctional and the peaceful is someone's willing to do the work. Someone's willing to do things that the other part, the other party, the other side isn't willing to do. Some of us have been wearing these masks for so long and we're so, so comfortable with lying to ourselves. We're so comfortable with deceiving ourselves. We love to have the world think that we're free and we can do what we want and we make a lot of money and we this and that. And the real truth is that you're miserable. And the real truth is that if your job was gone tomorrow, that you wouldn't have a pot to piss in or that you wouldn't know what to do. And it's time for us to change that so you can have more freedom, so you can feel more, feel more comfortable, actually comfortable. Barbara Hemphill said, Clutter is nothing more than postponed decisions. Over the years, I had to really take responsibility for my actions and you know who I once was as a pack rat because I can hold on to things. I like to keep things, to hold on to everything because I love to give everything a sentimental meaning. I love to bookmark different parts and different places and periods in my life with the different things that I keep and hold on to. And although that is sweet, I can get a damn scrapbook if need be. I was reading a book called The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity or something like that by Catherine Ponder or something like that. Such a good book. And she was just talking about how when you get rid of things and just declutter your home, and you know, you leave room for God to bless you, to bestow new blessings and new things into your life. And, you know, she shared a few different examples and that it seemed like right after I read this, maybe for the next month, almost on a day-to-day basis, that message was stalking me all over the place. YouTube, in Texas, on Instagram, everybody happened to be talking about this very thing and it truly blew my mind and I knew I needed to start throwing things away. Obviously, I'm a writer, I'm a songwriter, you know, I love to write, so I have tons and tons, dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of notebooks. And I had to throw bunches of notebooks away because 
Those were old notebooks they've recognized. They stood for or symbolized old energy and lots of things that I did not complete. I had so many of them that I started, but didn't even finish. You didn't get halfway through. Probably wrote in like about maybe seven or eight pages and never wrote in again. And they just all reeked of not finishing what you start incompletion and I needed to get that stuff out of here and I'm sure when you really think about your life and everything that you've been trying to do maybe it's been so hard for me to get started maybe it's been so hard for you to, to follow through and stick with what you're doing is because you have lots of old things around old clothes old books old notebooks old whatnots old carpets old dishes old jackets and coats old socks old rugs old towels all types of old stuff and that old energy that's just affecting you that's clouding your thinking and keeping you from being able to be clear is because your space isn't clear and one of the best things you can do to become more clear is by throwing things away Somebody made that thing make sense to me years back when, you know, they was talking about how, you know, energy doesn't, you know, energy doesn't get destroyed. It just gets transferred. So when you go to the thrift store and you see, you know, you're trying on the clothes, the person who owned those clothes before you, it's an energy in those clothes. You know what I'm saying? Even if they've been washed or whatever, there's an energy on those clothes. There's energy on those things, those secondhand things. Nothing against them whatsoever, you know, to each his own. But when I heard that and the way I heard it and the way it made me feel, I knew that that was something I couldn't do anymore. You know, it definitely is a great discount and all that, but energy is contagious and you never know who owned this before you. You never know what this was attached to before you. And it's the same way with living in your home. You're sitting up here wanting to change. You're sitting up here wanting to be better. And you have this old table that you've had since you dated that abusive man that was putting you through so much crap. Since you were dating that woman that just didn't want to believe you or wanted to nag you, just judge you for filth. You know, you still had the same rug that you had when your first apartment burned down and you were able to get a few things out and clean the rug. You have so much old, tainted history in your home with you right now. And it affects your ability to think. It affects your ability to take action. It's affecting your ability to change. Gary Ryan Blair said, a ferocious concentration and fanatical execution is what you need to finish strong. When I think about a lot of the times that I was my strongest, it's because I didn't have anything in my house. And it was because oh, I was going through a minimalist phase. I remember when I first moved into my apartment, all I had when I was 22, all I had was an air mattress, maybe four garbage bags full of clothes, my dishes, a garbage can, and, you know, a stack of tiles, and that was it. You know, it was in no TV, no couch, nothing that really made the house feel like a home, but there was so much open space, so much clear space in there that it compelled me to work. It compelled me to want to fill the space, and as I filled the space, 
You know, I went through this alternating thing, uh, putting this here, then taking it away, throwing this away, God putting some better back. But that thing of starting with that open space, I was able to be my most clear because I could see every corner in the room and I left room for God's energy and light to move around. And you know, I left room for God to be in the place of the screen speak to me and to guide me. And maybe that's what you're missing. Maybe that's what's getting in your way of changing, what's getting in your way of following through. Understand that a large part of you not being where you want to be or a large part of you not finishing what you start is because of your attitude as well. Maybe it's something in how you speak, it's something in your expectations, something in your approach, something in your intentions is nasty. It's gross, it's counterproductive and as Jim Rohn says, you probably have a disease of attitude and it's interfering with your progress. It's impeding your ability to be productive. It's impeding your ability to be consistent. Maybe you just need to toss everything out. Maybe you need to throw everything out. But you won't know until you start. Get rid of all the things, like go through all of your stuff. Like spring is right around the corner, but you don't have to wait for that. Go through everything that you don't need. Make a goal each week to throw away two to three things that you have for more than a year. Maybe you have old clothes and you're working out and just want to see, when I lose weight, I want to try to fit it again. No, let's not do that. That thing is old. Maybe you can buy better and you can fit that thing better, but... You can buy it in the same size and try the same thing, but maybe you had these same clothes you had when you were getting fired from this job and fired from that job, or when you were your most miserable, or you know when you were unemployed and or homeless or begging for money or you know begging for food or whatever. Maybe you have lots of things in your life that signify struggle and signify negativity, and those things being around is keeping you from being your best, your very best. I get so passionate about these things because I understand exactly what you're doing and why you're doing I know how hard it is to want to change and be different and be better. I know how it is to want to start out with wanting to be better and change to inspire other people, to show other people that you're worthy, that you're deserving, that you can do it, that you can do what you say you're going to do. But you're going to have to stop making it about them and make it about you. You're going to have to clear the path and diffuse all the distractions. No one's getting in your way. No one is going to race you. No one can beat you to what's for you. But you have to change your attitude. You have to create a philosophy of finishing what you start. No matter if it's painful, no matter if you know you're going to lose or not get the desired outcome or result, you have to finish what you start. You also don't know who's watching, but just for yourself, your sanity and your being, you have to finish what you start. Albert Einstein said, out of clutter, find simplicity. From discord, find harmony. In the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. What mindset shifts or opportunities can you make yourself available for if you're willing to take out the trash? In the house and in your mind. What's up, Moonbeams? 
Welcome to the air segment of this episode. And in this segment, we challenge you to take action. We challenge you to be creative. We challenge you to get innovative. We challenge you to improve your results, grow your results, change your results. We challenge you to take inventory. We challenge you to do it differently. We challenge you to do it. So without further ado, let's jump in. The very first letter is E. Eliminate. Eliminate any tendencies you have to want to procrastinate or do it tomorrow or get started or get started next week. Take the time to find books and learn more about how your brain works. And understand that when you start any new habits or when you get serious about things, your brain will try to interfere and keep you stuck where you are and allow you to procrastinate and you know, convince you to put it off and not do it yet because it wants to keep you comfortable. It wants to reinforce comfort. And I feel like that's the reason a lot of people are not successful or they aren't where they want to be because they're more content with being comfortable. They don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to do different things. They don't want to take chances. They don't want to do the work. This may mean that you might have to eliminate people around you that tend to procrastinate a lot and normalize that lifestyle for you. It means you may have to eliminate people who don't get things done. So all the time that you spend spending time with people who put things off, who postpone, who procrastinate and think it's a way of life, think it's cute. I know it's uncomfortable, but you may have to switch up the atmosphere. You may have to change the climate. You're going to have to change the channel, turn the page. You get it. Finishing what you start means eliminating self-doubt. And the only way that you can truly eliminate self-doubt is by taking action. Each day, each time that you take action, you build more and more self-belief in what you're doing because you're taking the time. You're carving out the time each day, each time to do that thing, to be repetitive and do that thing over and over again. So it's through action that you create self-belief and you get to eradicate self-doubt. Moving on. The next letters are refuse. Refuse to fail. Refuse to miss a deadline. Refuse to not get it done. Refuse to be the same way that you were yesterday. You gotta know that in order for you to make some strides, for you to gain some momentum you're going to have to draw a line in the sand you're going to have to create some new boundaries around the old you that one didn't want to do this thing or didn't want to take action or be proactive or do the work it's going to take you refusing to be average refusing to be mediocre it's going to take you refusing to be like everybody else because you just want to blend in and you just don't want to feel like an outsider or an outcast in your ambition and outcast in the direction that you want your life to go in because it feels like you're the only one that wants that you're the only one going that way that's okay trust the process trust the journey refuse to let people tell you what you're capable of or aren't capable of you know refuse to let people refuse letting people define who you are and what you've been able to get done or what how much you're going to do in this lifetime. Refuse all of that and make your own way. Carve out your own spot. Know that it is okay for you to take up space. Know that it's okay for you to get it wrong. You don't have to be perfect. It's in your imperfections. It's in your mistakes 
that you will become your smartest, that you would develop a thick skin, that you would develop your instincts. Because if you don't make mistakes, then you're just pretty much riding by your luck and maybe some talent. But it's when you make mistakes, you get to take notes. You get to learn more about the car and how it drives, the kind of roads you're riding on, and how you need to be prepared as you switch terrain or the weather changes. You get to learn more about yourself and what you're made of and what you're capable of. What spooked you before won't spook you this time because you've been there, done it, failed, got it wrong a bunch of times. So you can be excited when it comes back around this time. Refuse. And the last letter is A. Agitate. Agitate your inner saboteur by creating who you want to be, by discovering more of who you really are and who you want to be. Your self-saboteur will keep you, will hold you to your limitations, hold you to your faults, hold you to your mistakes, hold you to your traumas, hold you to your dramas, cling you to your mamas. <laughs> your self-saboteur may feel like it's your friend and they're keeping you comfortable and keeping you safe. But if they can have it their way, you'll be the same way for the next 30, 40, 50 years. And you'll have to live with that regret. You're already having a hard time right now because there's so much unexpressed potential in your heart, in your soul, that's not getting a chance to be seen. It's not getting a chance to be felt. You're not able to put that into anything. You're not able to let that breathe and express yourself. So now's the time to do that and start by getting rid of all the clutter. I've been seeing that to show up everywhere around me to get rid of things. You know, when you start to get rid of things, you make room for God to put newer things and better things in your life. When you start to, when you declutter, you create a funnel for God to funnel new things into your life. But you have to get rid of that stuff. Keeping all that old stuff around you, it makes it hard to make new decisions because you're shrouded by old, stale decisions. Decisions that you haven't made good on yet. Decisions that you made out of material illness, things that you really didn't even want or need. So, agitated. Agitate that part in you that just want to stay stuck, that might be okay with being stuck. Agitate the part in you that's debating between staying stuck and being healed or chasing your healing, doing the shadow work, doing the work in general. Agitate all that, disrupt all of it, and tell yourself you're not settling for less. So there you have it. Eliminate, refuse, and agitate. In the next episode, we will talk about telling the story differently so you don't want to miss out on that. If you haven't had a chance yet, please go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating. Leave a comment. Say something. Let us know how it's going. Let us know what topics you want to hear or hear me discuss. Let us know what you think in general. If you feel led to, please donate whatever you can to the podcast. We really appreciate it. And as always, thank you for supporting the Medizine Cabin where we get experimental about exploring your potential. You are strong. You are enough. You are wise. And you are tough. Peace.